isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This climate change, this drought that we are experiencing right now is very real. And I want to talk through just how the science uh, works here and how very real what we're dealing with is. And to do so, we're welcoming Dr. Eunice Alila, who is a professor in the Department of Forest Resources and Management at UBC for the program. Thank you for being with us today, doctor. I appreciate your time. Thanks, uh, Jody, for having me. So when we talk about the drought that we're experiencing here, we're not used to hearing that word. And maybe some, I know yesterday I had a number of people fill up my inbox at, at Jody at CKNW.com saying, I'm, I'm just going with the hype on needing to restrict water and that our reservoirs are 80% full. And people want to push back on this because it is rather terrifying to see the, the extremes we're seeing on the south coast in particular of BC, where we're not used to such things. Yes, uh, Jody, it's a new uh, unfortunate reality that we need to start getting used to it, uh, both the public as well as the government agencies at all levels. Uh, there are multiple factors that contribute to the severity of this year drought in particular. Of course, the lack of rain is one of them. Uh, but the lingering effect of the 2022 drought has a lot to do with the severity of this particular year. The early spring heat wave that we've gotten melted all the snow earlier and we lost all that runoff down to the ocean as opposed to replenishing the groundwater. When all these factors coincide, Jody, it is a recipe for the most severe drought on record, and this is what we're experiencing. Our biggest problem, though, moving forward, at least that's what the science is telling us, whether the policymakers are going to consider that or not, that's another question, and I'll come back to it. The biggest problem is that global warming is making droughts of all levels of severity much more common over time. And this is the most unfortunate new climate realities. It is critical, however, to realize that uh, the severity and the more common occurrence of these droughts cannot just be blamed on global warming. I, I strongly believe that our land use uh, forest management and our water management policies and regulations in this province, all contributing factors to, the, to making the droughts more severe and more common. And as an expert in forest hydrology, I wanted to remind all of us that the excessive clear-cut logging, for instance, everywhere in the province can actually add salt to injuries. Why? Because uh, replanted trees and the cut blocks are consuming way more groundwater than the old forest that used to be there. And the, the forest roads that are draping all of British Columbia that are used to access the timber on, intercept the groundwater uh, d down, down the drains that are draining forest roads and connected to the stream network and down to the ocean, right? Yes. And on top of that, Jody, now we've got the wildfire that we had to deal with. Of course, the wildfire turns the upper crust of the soil um, into ash, all that organic material is now burned and turned into ash. The soil now is not able to infiltrate, uh, the water is not able to infiltrate into the soil and replenish 
the groundwater much needed during the dry period of the year, namely uh, uh, late summer and and, and in the fall uh, as well, right? So um, the land after a wildfire acts as a parking lot where runoff runs over the land and lost to the ocean quicker. That, of course, causes bigger floods, but that that runoff is not infiltrating again into, into the ground in order to replenish groundwater, and then the situation gets worse uh, as a result of the wildfire. Therefore, we need to brace ourselves in the coming years, um, uh, in the coming couple of years at least, because these wildfires are going to actually exacerbate the, the, the severity of the, of the droughts. Wow. Basically, the other pr- issue is that we are entering in a, a new phase, because we've been in, a, in, in several years of La Nina, which are cooler and uh, wetter, supposedly, and, and, uh, but we are entering now in a linear phase uh, uh, in the next several years, which are known to be even drier and, and warmer, right? So, so basically, basically we, we, we need to face um, the new uh, climate realities, uh, uh, which are, you know, uh, creating these droughts, but being exacerbated by um, uh, uh, land use, land management, and water management uh, uh, policies. And I think moving forward, all agencies need to actually coordinate to make sure that our policies uh, are in sync with um, the, new, the, new, the new climate uh, realities. We're with Dr. Yunus Alila. Uh, Dr. Alila is a professor of Department of Forest Resource Management at UBC. I've learned so much just in these few short minutes. Do you have time to stay with us for another segment? Because I really do want to unpack what needs to happen uh, in, yes. in terms of... Okay, let's do that. Let's slide in a quick break here and we'll come back and we'll continue our conversation and talk about this isn't just about climate change. This is about land use. This is about addressing some of the things where we have done a self-inflicted wound, if you will, in how we have managed our forests. What needs to change in forest management, obvious conservation issues as well, that are coupled with climate change as we continue on the Mike Smith Show. Stay with us. Jody Vance in for Mike Smith, continuing a fascinating conversation with Dr. Yunus Alila, a professor at the Department of Forest Resource Management at UBC. And doctor, prior to the break, you were laying out some of the issues that collectively see us in this um, unbelievable position of not just having to deal with the drought we're witnessing right here and now that is at a level four, a stage four. You can only go as high as five, but possibly having to face this long term in years to come. And it's not just about climate change. That's not just the problem here. You laid out how it is, how we manage or lack of management with our forests. Uh, What needs to be done? I know this is a very complex conversation and I'm trying to find the simplistic sort of answer to it, but just to educate myself and our listener, what do you feel needs to change in order for us to manage what we face? Judy, what needs to be changing is to put an end to blaming it all on uh, climate change. Yes, uh, global warming is a now reality and most unfortunate reality that we, have ne- we need to live with, but we need to step back and look, okay, what is it that we're doing in terms of regulation and policy that could actually help uh, lessen the severity and the frequency uh, and common occurrence of these calamities and droughts and floods, etc. And forest management is one of the 
zone, but water resource management is another one. Land use management is another one. Let's for a moment talk about forest management. We have been a clear cutting. Uh, uh, we have basically forestry and forest management in this province have been equated to clear cutting. Clear cutting meaning you shave all the trees, whether they are small or young or or big, and they actually are after the big the big trees that have wood values. But in the process, clear cutting actually. Uh, 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 um, loses all the young trees uh, and, and then they go and replant the trees in these cut blocks and uh, replant the trees in the first, uh, in the first uh, several decades are actually consuming more groundwater than the old forest that used to be there. Yeah. Um, this is the this is the metabolism of uh, of of of, uh, of trees basically younger trees uh, are known since antiquity that actually consume way more water from the ground and that's at the expense of 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 the of of of, of runoff in the channels in the driest period of the year in the end of the summer in the fall and the middle of the winter. Right, so that's one one mechanism via which the, the excessive clear cutting that has been happening over the province for the last uh, several decades, particularly for the last twenty years, you just need to fly over British Columbia and yes. then look at the how BC all over coastal and interior have been draped with the clear cut logging and excessive clear cut logging. The point here, here at the Faculty of Forestry, we teach our students, undergrad and grads, other alternative logging practices other yes. than the clear cutting that are more eco friendly, more environmental friendly. Uh, and, and, and are less riskier in terms of these calamities of droughts and floods and landslides. And therefore, I urge those in charge in, in the provincial government and the First Nation now, because they are around the table deciding on how to actually manage the, the trees in the next five and ten years in the future, to actually consider more environmental-friendly logging practices in this province, such as the tree thinning, Patch cutting, smaller patch yeah. cutting, um, uh, single tree selection. There are a wide range of eco-friendly uh, uh, logging practices that other countries have actually adopted. And right. therefore, uh, in my opinion, if we do not now change course in terms of regulation and policy, the situation of these droughts is going to actually get worse. It's, it seems to me, doctor, that it feels like the... Uh, the umbrella blame for global warming gives some cover to the much more inexpensive and yet damaging clear-cutting practices in forestry. And obviously forestry is a, is a big industry in this province and an um, industry is important, but our political leaders need to make that change that you're referencing. And, and, and you're coming at it from a scientific perspective but having a more expensive way, correct me if I'm wrong, but having that more higher maintenance or co more costly, but more environmentally gentle um, way of, of, of harvesting the big trees is something that it's not it's not new. These are conversations we've heard over the years, but it's almost like global warming has given a, a, a bit of cover to that practice just continuing. Oh. 
Oh yes, the global warming is being used as a scapegoat and particularly by governments of all levels and especially yeah. the provincial government. The counter-arguments that I've been receiving, yes, you're right, the counter-argument that I've been receiving to my call and advocacy for the more environmentally logging practices is that, well, no, but that's an expensive logging practice. Okay, so, so at what expense do we'd like to get the, the wood in a cheap way, right? At what yeah. expense to the environment, to downstream communities? Right. Yeah. At what expense to the First Nations? Right. Yeah. And therefore, uh, if you want to go and log the way we have done in the last several decades, just don't don't paint it with the rigor of science because it's scientifically indefensible. Period. Right. If you want to follow the science and guide the management with 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 the science, that you need to, to take a closer look and uh, right and frankly stop brainwashing. Uh, the public uh, in thinking that uh, uh, t 20 years after logging, uh, the regenerated uh, forest and the cut block has actually recovered because it did not. Right. It takes it 60 not. to 80 years in the interior, for instance, for the forest, for the replanted trees to regain its hydrologic functionality, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, we've, we've got several mechanisms in the current practice of forest management and clear-cut logging that actually exacerbate uh, the, the severity of the droughts and the common occurrence of the drought, uh, of the droughts. Yeah. I mentioned one of them, that is the region is actually consuming more groundwater, yeah. but also the forest roads intercept a lot of uh, uh, groundwater uh, down the ditches that are draining the roads, and the ditches the are actually yeah. go, uh, draining with culverts connecting to the existing channel network, and it's up to the ocean quickly, right? right. But on right. the coast in particular, Jody, Jody when the snow f falls on the canopy, on the old canopy, uh, it falls in the form of wet snow, and that wet snow melts uh, in the form of melted drip. And when the melted drip falls under the canopy, the old forest, it recharges the groundwater. Now, if you mm. take the, the old forest through clear cutting, you end up depriving the, the ground from being recharged, right? You know what, Dr. Dr. Alila, I could talk to you all afternoon. You've just educated us so well. I'm sorry we're out of time here. Thank you for your time. I definitely would like to circle back and speak with you again. I, I feel like you've just laid something very important on the table. Appreciate your time, sir. Thank you for having me.